Did I say audio? Visual is up. <laughs> audio is you up You definitely now. said audio because I was sitting here thinking I could still pick my nose if I wanted to. Maybe you shouldn't do that. Um, s- welcome to Swim Out of the Box. Dominic Latella. Lissa Latella. Hello. My partner. Um, <clears throat> I don't know about you, but today I'm feeling a little sluggish. Well, you did think that it was Wednesday and yeah. today is only Monday. So... I apologize in advance to anyone that's listening to this Uh-oh. for the lack of sharpness, maybe. Uh, the mental fortitude might be lacking this morning. Yeah, for sure. I've also uh, never held the mic this close to my face, so I feel like every time I breathe, it's like... <sighs> these mics are designed to be held close to your face. That's That's why we use them and the sound quality is hard for us to manage mm. because it's supposed to, these mics specifically are meant to not bring in a lot of background noise. And I hope they're working because we have someone swimming right now, right now as we do the podcast. And so you guys, he booked a three hour time slot to train for the English channel. Feel pretty bad for him though because we cannot cool down the pool and it's set to 90 degrees. And in case you don't know the temperature of the English Channel, it's not 90 degrees. It's no, it much, much colder than that. Yes. Um, so, good luck to him. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> we Better were doing a me. circuit in there the other day where we only swam for a minute and a half each round. And it was terrible. It was so hot. I mean, I know he's not, like, sprinting like we were, but still. Ugh. Right. All right. Today, we're going to talk about, what are we going to call it? Uh, let's, 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 let's talk about not pulling. Does Ooh. that make sense? All right. So Mainly why y- we no longer use the term pull in freestyle terminology or any swim terminology really it should not be a word that is used because it gives your brain the wrong idea of what you should be doing and it hurts you yada 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 (laughs) end of podcast (laughs) okay bye that was so easy happy wednesday (laughs) (laughs) so easy so not a pool so when you are swimming also let's let's define what we mean by pull Yep. Just so you know the part of the stroke that we're referring to. And then we'll, we'll refer to it in a different term, henceforth, moving forward. So what? I've what already is set this rule in my, all of my lessons. I fail every once in a while, but I don't ever refer to what's happening under the water as the pull. And by happening under the water, he means with your arm. Right. And I think it was one of the early episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, we decided to call it the propulsive phase. And since that episode, I always try to refer to it as the propulsive phase within my lessons. Uh, Every once in a while, I have to use the word pull uh, just so people understand what it is I'm talking about. Right. And I think that and if you go back, I, I do all of our social media and marketing. So if you go back and look at some old things from a couple of months ago, I'm sure I use the word pull. Right. Ever since we changed it, I've been very cautious and careful to make sure I only use the term propulsive phase. But even then, I can't define that every time I write it because no right. one would follow anything. Right. And, and I think that's where a lot of swim talk comes from is mm-hmm. it, it, it's quick to say for the most part it's understood. 
but yeah because you have to think that the majority of quote-unquote swim coaches are adults yelling at people on deck in a very very loud setting loud setting with a very short amount of time to explain something yep um so i think calling it a pull is sort of an easy way to describe something mm-hmm. but unfortunately it is describing that movement inaccurately and words do matter mm-hmm. how you say something affects the way someone perceives something even if they don't know it yeah and so that perception is what gets people kind of in situations where they're trying to understand maybe what we're talking about mm-hmm. or maybe what their coach is talking about but they've already built in a, a a definition of the word pull in their mind. Um, I think the greatest sort of example of why we're, what we're doing under the water is not a pull is if you think about pulling a rope when you're vertical on land, mm-hmm. you're pulling the rope behind you. But when we're swimming, we don't pull our arms behind us. They Although stay on the front plane. Although it does look like that. We give right. that to you. It does look like you're pulling. If you watch a video of underwater swimming, I guarantee you that's what it looks like. And if you had no idea and you weren't a swimmer, yeah, it looks like they're pulling. And I think there's a fine line between pulling and pushing, right? It, yeah. It's more obvious of a line on land. But in the water, when you're horizontal, that line gets blurred really quickly. So you can say maybe the first quarter of the propulsive phase mm-hmm. is kind of a pull action but the rest of it is mostly pushing uh and i think that that pull idea what you just demonstrated when i said pulling a rope right no one can see you do that your elbow just moved back behind you not it almost good. looked like what the internet likes to call a high elbow recovery boo right? hiss not so a thing I often notice people trying to take their arms out of the water prematurely so that their elbow is really high, maybe because they're trying to do a relaxed recovery that the internet calls a high elbow recovery. That's another podcast because that is another topic for another another topic. Move on. Exactly. But it's such close to a pulling motion in their mind. Mm -hmm. I could absolutely believe that they think they're pulling as they try to get their arm out of the water. Let's slow down for one second. Yes. Just to clarify. And this is going to be tired, by the way, so. Well, God help us all when you're not tired because you're talking pretty quickly. Okay. Um, when you said that, oh my gosh, see, now I'm lost. When Uh you said that when I pulled my elbow behind me Mm -hmm. and that's what a lot of people do when they, Try to exit the water. Exit the water too soon. I think just to clarify what Dominic meant was he doesn't want you to lift your elbow up out of the water. That right. is not what you do at the finish of your stroke. I know that's not what we're talking about today, but just so you but know. But it's connected. Connected, yeah. You do. You never lift your elbow up out of the water to finish your stroke or start your next stroke. Don't do that. Don't right. do it. Don't do it. But you can see how... They might per- be perceiving that lifting action as part of a pulling action because it would be how you pull. That would be the finish of the movement if you were pulling. Pulling a rope on right. land vertically, yes. right? So you can easily see how that can be misconstrued. Oh, this must be what I do in the water, right? right. This, I'm pulling. This mm-hmm. is my pulling action, right? So And it's also hard to understand as well. Like you said, you're horizontal. You're in the pool. You're in the pool. You're surrounded by water. They're, like You're not being pulled down by gravity. You've entirely switched the way things are oriented to you. 
your body awareness is not very good in this situation. Even right. if you've been swimming since you were in the womb and like <laughs> you're still in a pool right now, never left a pool, that's fine. Your body awareness is not awesome. So it's hard it's hard to understand. To understand proper movements, so we try our best to break them down. Even I'm like I've said millions of times I've been swimming for over 26 years. I am not great. I am not awesome. I'm not close to perfect. Most I think days you're I'm great. not fine. Oh my god. All right. <laughs> Let's stop this before people vomit in their cars on the way to work. Uh-huh. You're great too. <laughs> Thank you. But things are different because your body awareness is very, very much lowered when you're in that environment. No matter how much you get used to it, you still have to reacclimate every time you get in the pool. The more you do it, the less I'm sure you're actually aware of it, but a little bit of focus is always needed in these situations to understand. You're smirking at me. Well, I don't know. I just feel like you're going off on a tangent. I'm just trying to say. (laughs) We get it. These things are hard to grasp. It was just funny because you're kind of going off on a tangent talking about focus. (laughs) And I'm not not focused. focused. I thought I was focused. I guess you're focused enough. Talking about focus. Um, So we want people to understand that the propulsive phase is made up of three separate phases that connect. Three parts of your stroke, all of them are what your arms are doing under the water. Right. There are three pieces to that movement. Right. And I think the first piece, the catch, we've, t- we've talked about this in depth before, and I'm, I, I don't want people to go back and listen to it. I don't mind talking about it again. I think we might hit different terms that might help clarify things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first portion would be called the catch. And I also kind of have a problem with this too. I think. Well, yeah, if you take it for. What's in, a catch? Uh, you're, I'm what, not catching football? a ball. Are you throwing something at right. me? Because I'm definitely not grasping anything. Right. So they're, they're, the goal is to, to try to make someone think that they're grabbing the water. And that's not right. what's really happening either. Because like, you guys, you can't grab water, just so you know. Just to be clear. Well, you can. It's just not going to be very effective in swimming. Let's but go play catch with water. Let's see how that it's goes. It's not very effective. Right. Um, so I like to think of the catch as maybe more like a transition. All right. And I think of it as a transition of no paddle to a paddle to press against the water. Going back to our pressing and pushing idea. We're going to pause now and define what he means by paddle. I mean your hand, forearm, and at the beginning of the catch, you're also your bicep. Palm, forearm, pat. Fingertips to your elbow. You can use that chunk if you're watching on YouTube. (laughs) And if you're not. That (laughs) is your paddle in the water. That is what pushes back against the water. Pushes back. Yeah. Not pull. So I think you understand this, but maybe a lot of people that are listening don't. The way that swimming works is you swim past your anchor point. So your anchor point would be where you set that initial transition or catch that your paddle was pressing against, Mm -hmm. right? So if the goal is to swim past that point, you have to make sure you have created something solid enough to maintain that point for the duration of the extension of your arm. Whew. That was hard for me to even get through. English. So, Ooh. don't take your arm out of the water prematurely. Keep your arm in the water as long as possible 
Because that's the only thing moving you forward is that arm in the water. Well, not the only thing. But sure the main is. source of your propulsion comes from your arms, not your kick. Your kick isn't moving you forward, really. Your kick supports you. If I'm sprinting, it's moving me forward. But if I'm just swimming, you know, a mile, that kick is more like a rudder than it is propulsive force. Well, for someone who's kick-driven, like your wife. And me. I'm kick-driven, too. But that's still... Shouldn't be the uh, the go-to. Yeah, it supports your other movements. Right. So, the pushing against the water is what's moving you forward. If you take your arm out early, you're then trying to make sure you get back to the catch fast enough to generate that propulsion again. But versus you're losing. Versus finishing your stroke where you're in a stronger position. Right. All right. So, I want people to start thinking this as a transition take the mystery out of what a catch is first of all it's not a mysterious 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 see i told you i was tired mysterious uh (laughs) function it's just this transition so that your palm and your forearm can be facing behind you it's really the setup of the power phase right and i think of it is the setup to the finish as well Meaning how you set your catch is going to affect how you can finish your stroke. The Mm -hmm. power phase connects those two, and the power phase is the second phase. But it doesn't matter if you have a bad catch position. Your power phase will still happen. But your finish won't if you have a bad catch position. Mm -hmm. So you should be catching inward. Margin of error that I like to describe is between your nose and your shoulder. So and that's where you want your fingertips. I to want be. my fingertips to point slightly inward, so that my palm and my forearm are facing behind me. And once I set that catch, it's it's basically the goal is how little movement can I have to to make this transition. Mm-hmm. So I don't want the 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 catch to be a huge obvious movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a small transition to create that paddle. Shoulder blade's going to start to sit down or pull into your back pocket. Mm-hmm. See, I used the word pull for the shoulder blade. It glides downward. Down. All right. It's hard, you guys. It's hard. It's hard. <coughs> it's a fine line. And that's the power phase. The shoulder blade moving downward or gliding back is the power phase. And that's what most people refer to as the pull. Just that section. Because everyone uses the term catch. They're not saying that that, they're not saying that, no, restart. We're not saying (laughs) that the propulsive phase is the pull. We're saying the propulsive phase is made up of three parts, one of which, the power phase, is the portion that most people call the pull. Or most closely resembles a pulling action. Right. For sure. But ever, I mean, the term catch is not something new, it's not something bad, it's not the best, but we'll still use the term catch. Right. So most often when you read the term, the pull, they're referring to what we call the power phase. I don't know if that's true. Really? That's everything I've ever read has used that chunk of your stroke, and no one ever really refers to the finish as its own separate thing. Oh, people do all the time. Um, Not coaches when you're growing up. Not coaches when you're growing up. The coaches now do, for sure. And I would say more often than not, people refer to the pull as all three phases. Like we refer to the propulsive phase covering all three phases. 
So they're saying the catch, the power phase, and the finish is all part of the pull. Oh, I've never heard it like that. Yeah, so that's typically what... I grew up learning the catch and the pull. Interesting. Yeah. It's all connected. Like, literally every coach I've had, that's two separate things. That's why I just said everything I just that's said. So that weird. you just discounted with what <laughs> you said. So, guys, who knows? I'm probably just here for comic relief. It's fine. Um, no, you're pretty, too. You're nice to look at. You got that going the, for it. All the people <laughs> listening on iTunes are really upset right now. Because <laughs> um, they can't see you. But, like, do they want to? Like, do they want to ruin the illusion and actually go look and see what I look like by well, going to YouTube? Because if you ruin it, I, you can't take that back. That's true. Um, so, yes, in my experience, most coaches are ca- referring to everything as the pull. Okay. Right? And I refer to the propulsive phase as covering all three phases. Right. But I was so, saying that the right. power phase is, is what I've most right. often heard of as the pull. Which makes sense. I can understand that. Um all three of the, the phases that make up the power phase. You mean the propulsive phase. Sorry, the propulsive phase. Thank you. Um, do generate propulsion. The catch generates Correct. the least amount of propulsion. Right, but it still sets it up properly, but like you right, said earlier. The catch sets it up. So getting back to the catch as soon as possible mm-hmm. is not that important. Meaning don't take your arm out early to get back to the catch. Right. What is important is getting to the finish of the stroke and making sure that you are continuing to press or push yourself forward against the water with your hand versus just pressing towards the surface of the water or in towards somebody's body. I think this is another point that people have a hard time understanding Yeah, is that we, start, we started teaching people how to feather out in their stroke on the finish. On the finish of their their propulsive phase. And I think it throws people for a loop. They're not expecting us to tell them to push slightly away from themselves so that their palm is facing back. Well, most people don't think, I'm going to swim today, and my swim instructor is going to teach me physics, which means I have to move my hand away from my body on my rotation in order to maintain right, my paddle. I have been saying this for like the last couple of weeks now, but physics and science in general, it's not intuitive, right? Nobody comes out of the womb understanding physics. You have to... A lot of people don't make it through high school understanding physics. physics. I am one of them. Right. So for a lot of people, they approach swimming with like what makes sense to them, Mm -hmm. what is common sense basically. And so they think, oh, if I push back in a straight line... That's going to generate propulsion forward the most. Unfortunately, that's because not true. Because they're thinking, what comic common? What is that? The the fastest point between A and B is a straight line. Right. Not in this instance. Well, we're not trying to get to a point with our hand quickly necessarily, so it it gets tricky because as somebody's rotating and their arm is attached to their body as they rotate their Mm -hmm. arm gets drawn and pulled inward towards their body so now their paddle is facing their body if they're not doing something to counteract that right in addition to that most people when thinking about pulling end up pushing up towards the surface after that power phase you mean using their paddle push to push up towards the surface right right because they're still in the mindset of pulling not 
pushing. Which only causes to push your body or propel your body downward. Downward, right. So you always travel in the opposite direction of your paddle. Mm -hmm. So your paddle has to try to always remain back. Now, with this feather out, it gives you an opportunity to continue to push yourself forward for a longer period of time, even though people's arms to them will feel like they're not pulling as far back. I, I'm using that word pulling because people always refer to it as I'm not pulling as far back. Well, yes, you're not, but you weren't pulling yourself forward to begin with. You right. were pushing yourself forward to begin with. Right. So you need to be pushing yourself as far forward as you can regardless of how short your arm might feel in the water. This is getting a little bit... This is getting very... Wordy? Very. <laughs> it's just hard to describe in words. No, I know. I mean, this whole thing is hard to describe in words. Why are... Like, I mean, you, any part of swimming is hard without a visual aid to right. talk about. I mean, even for me. So I always refuse... I always use the visual aid of an ice skater. Someone that's ice skating pushes back and out. Mm-hmm. Um, another With their foot, he means, when they're right. gliding. So the arms of, you, of a swimmer should mimic that same or similar path so that we can make contact or keep contact with the water longer to mm-hmm. keep pushing myself forward longer. And another really w- good one or a good concept is uh, racing wheelchairs where their wheels are t- oh. angled inward. It's a very similar concept in that a regular wheelchair, those wheels are straight back. And they actually lose friction because they're not making contact with the ground as Mm -hmm. long as the angled wheelchair. Does that make sense? So it's the same physics or concepts behind it. You mean like the wheelchairs in like basketball? Wheelchair, basketball, um, uh, yeah, racing wheelchairs basically. Yeah, okay. Right? So... If you don't know what those look like, just Google it. You'll see it. Yeah, yeah. When I've asked people that knew what they were, they said, oh, it's for hydrodynamics or aerodynamics, rather. And I said, no, it's not aerodynamic. It's the same. Yeah. But Well, they're not flying, so. But they're on land, and they're generating, they're, they're pushing against resistance from the air a little. So, but that's not what it's about. It's about generating more opportunity for friction Mm -hmm. and that's all we're trying to do with this feather out is generate more opportunity to keep the paddle for longer so that you travel further per stroke right and it's also setting up your body to generate better force because you're just everyone is just stronger with their arms lower it's the way we're built so the catch is the weakest part of the propulsive phase Mm -hmm. the power phase isn't even the most powerful part no it's it is powerful but it's the finish of the stroke that you're going to be generating a majority of that power because everything is kind of being built up up into that point so it should be the swimmer's responsibility and job to maintain as much of that accumulated resistance that the water has given for as long as possible that's a good way to put it i I don't even remember what ex- I exactly just said. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad you thought it was a good way to put it. I thought it, yeah. I mean, it's hard. So um, think of your swimming as pushing yourself forward. Mm-hmm. You can almost think, like, if you understand breaststroke kick, you can almost think about how breaststroke kick works, right? 
when you do breaststroke kick, you're pressing back to move yourself against the water forward. Right. All right. Well, the the bottom of the feet in breaststroke work like the palm of the hands in freestyle. So why would we want the palm of our hands to face towards us or upward? We're losing that opportunity to generate forward propulsion. Well, I in think breaststroke a good, kick, it doesn't happen. Yeah, a good way to think about it is maybe like a rock climbing setting. You're setting your anchor point and moving your body past. Yeah. But I guess that could also be negative because you could say you're pulling yourself up. God, there's no winning here. If you're, uh, here's, here might be a, a good distinction. You could say your feet, though. Your, your feet arm push. is over your head, then you're basically pulling uh-huh. at that point. Maybe not. Not even, eh, that won't work either. I don't think so. Yeah, because that could still be a push. Guys, this is a struggle. Woof. It is hard to make a definitive sort of line in the sand to yeah. say this is pulling versus pushing. I yeah. think there's there are pulling muscles and there are pushing muscles. And within every stroke, you're using both. So yeah. it's, it's not clear cut. It's just so nuanced. Like you, we like swimming lives in this like gray area. It's true. Every time you think that that's, it's become black and white, something changes. There's more science. There's more research. So it's just gray. I like the idea of the transition into the catch because it does take away some of the mystery of it. Like, what is a catch and what does that mean? Yeah. Uh, the other day I had somebody asked, what does it mean to feel the water? All right. Feel for the water, which is another stupid swimming term. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> I said, uh-oh, because our swimmer in the background, the pool just stopped. And I told him I was going to go in and turn the pool on and off for him. And I started podcasting. Oh, instead. I didn't know that. Wow, you're rude. That was my mistake. I'll apologize later. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> basically, the goal should be when you transition and create that paddle, as you get through the power phase, mm-hmm. can you then extend your elbow into the finish? Because you've bent your elbow in order to catch. And then extending f- out of that bent elbow actually generates more and better force, almost like a whipping motion. The movement of extending. Yeah, yeah, the movement of extending. And that also helps solidify why it's important to bring your shoulder blade down because your tricep is attached to your shoulder blade. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to extend your elbow, it is your tricep's job to assist in that. So if your shoulder blade is down, your tricep can fully exis- assist in pushing versus if your shoulder blade is up, your poor little tricep can't work as well and oh then you can't no. push as well. So then why would you try to push? You would just take your arm out, all right? So you can kind of see how one bad habit sort of starts It's like a domino effect. Yeah, it starts creating everything falling down and creating this lack of propulsion. I also just imagined all of the cast members from The Brave Little Toaster when you said your poor little tricep, like, as a tricep. I don't know. I can't explain it. You guys know Brave Little Toaster. Come on. I haven't seen that movie in a very long time. I, I mean, most of the people listening to this podcast are older than me, so I hope they know what I'm talking about. My God. Great cartoon. Brave Little Toaster. It is a good cartoon. Like, family moves. There's an angry vacuum. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> um, we digress. All right. So, let's see here. Stop trying to pull yourself forward and start pushing yourself forward like an ice skater. Mm-hmm. All right. What else well, you I think I mean, like, think of although this has this gives that brings that word pull in here, um, a lat pull down machine. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I guess this is a different topic because I was going to talk about keeping your elbow out. So no, it's, it's connected. We can talk about it. Well, I mean, if you pull a lap pull-down machine with your elbow in close to your body, it's much harder than if you've properly set it with your elbow out. I don't know if that's true. For me, like it is. When you pull your elbow in like that, it allows you to cheat. So you don't have to use your back. You could use your bicep oh. if you wanted to. Man, I shouldn't have come on this show today. I shouldn't have been doing this Everything podcast Everything I'm today. saying I'm is incorrect. <laughs> no. I'm just questioning as I would expect everyone to question us. Um, so if they haven't until now, this certainly <laughs> gives them enough reasoning to do so. Ah, I agree. Um, I challenge. I want to challenge everyone that's listening to really evaluate how long are they pressing against water versus are they pressing against the surface or up or taking their arm out? What is the most dense or deepest water that you can press against all the way through the propulsive phase? Mm -hmm. I think it's a good challenge to think about as you swim. Can you force yourself to not just take your arm out of the water to avoid doing hard work? Because that's also something I get to see very frequently is people don't want to use that finish, that feathering finish, because it is harder work. Well, it's also hard when you've, you've gotten so used to not having your hand in the water at that point of your stroke because a lot of people don't teach you to finish properly. And so they do just lift their arm out to start again. So you think you're done. They think that they've completed their entire stroke when they haven't. Right. It's hard to learn that. Right. And that also, I think... Because I'll be, I'll be swimming backstroke, and you'll tell me I'm supposed to lift my hand out at a certain point. And I'm like, I'm doing that. And you're like, no. You're right. not even in the water anymore. Like, you have no idea. Right. That's what I was saying in the beginning. Your body awareness is so shot to shit whenever you're in the water. Yeah. Like, you don't know. You think. I still don't know. Yeah, I think um, it's hard to know the difference between, like, when I've changed direction, right? Yeah. When I set my catch, I know that's a transition. I've changed direction. Mm -hmm. It's also in front of me. I could look at it. Right. But it's hard for people to know when their, their paddles, their hand and their forearm, has changed direction behind them or back where they can't see it. Mm -hmm. So that... Backstroke's a good example, too. Instead of you don't know when you're pressing back against the water versus pressing into your thigh. Right. So it's really hard to differentiate that. Right. So it, it's, it's tricky. Have someone watch you while you swim. It always helps. But also try to visualize what we're talking about. If you can't, we do have a ton of YouTube videos that demonstrate this. Um, it, we've mentioned a ton of our YouTube videos that would demonstrate this, like triangle drill, and we're, we're uploading a new one for our pole bolting drill. Um, they all demonstrate the same concept, which mm -hmm. is how early can you generate a paddle? How long can you keep that paddle? The longer you keep that paddle, the more efficient you're going to be. Right. All right. Um, I want to keep talking about this, and what we'll do is, because we're at 30 minutes right now, Yep. What we're going to do is just cut it into two different podcasts. Uh, or not. All right. No, you're not up for that? I was not prepared for that one. Nope. So I want to keep talking about this because I think it's worth trying to uh, get into more detail about in that 
people need to understand that their wrist and their hands are also not static, like their ankles are not static, meaning your ankle isn't in a fixed position when you're kicking. It has to be relaxed so it can bounce. Well, just like y your ankle, your wrist isn't going to be in a fixed position. I could tell already that you want to be done with this podcast. I was, I was doing <laughs> one. I did, I'm not mentally. I don't know what we're talking about. I'm not there. Right. I don't think so I can. I don't point. think I can accurately help you besides stare at you if we continue right now. I'm sorry, America. This. Let me <laughs> this is what happens when America, your husband. You, think people aren't you talk about elsewhere? doing one podcast with your husband. Ask if he wants to do two in a row, and he says no multiple times. And so you mentally prepare for up. one thing. I'm getting ready to go. I mean, I can sit here like a blob and stare at you and not speak. All right. So we'll just finish this point and we'll end the conversation. Thank you, we'll dear. You're welcome. So my point is mm -hmm. your hand, which is part of the, the overall paddle, becomes the only paddle during your finish. Does that make sense? Does that sentence make sense? So during yes, the finish, in those terms, it makes sense. During the finish, your hand is the only paddle that you will have. Your forearm will no longer be part of that paddle. So in order to maintain the, your hand being that paddle, your wrist has to do two things. It has to flex. Number one. So that your fingertips remain pointing downward, not back towards the back of the pool, but mm -hmm. down towards the floor. Mm -hmm. And your wrist also has to slightly turn outward. Number two. So that your palm can continue to be pressing into that feather as well as your fingertips pointing down. So don't try to think of your paddle as a fixed thing. It changes, and it should change. Like the water, your stroke is fluid. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope people can understand what I'm talking about. I, I think in the catch, the paddle of the hand and the forearm is connected to the wrist. Right? Yes. So that wrist needs to be nice and solid and the fingertips should be slight, slightly pointing inward or across the body, mm -hmm. not under, like not crossing, not crossing over, over. but just pointing across. And then in the power phase, your wrist would start to slightly rotate. It doesn't even need to be forced. It'll happen automatically, mm -hmm. but your wrist would slightly start to rotate. So, and then that's when your fingers start pointing straight down to the bottom as opposed to pointing across, yeah. and then in the finish, the fingers are still pointing mostly down to the bottom, but the palm is also pointing slightly outward. And I think that fingers pointing down and palm pointing slightly outward is an important concept and cue for people to work on and think about mm -hmm. during this propulsive phase. Right. Um, as always, I love people to reach out to us. I'm shocked how many people have reached out to us already? I it's kind of weird. I got not gonna email lie. from somebody, by the way. Uh, it's huh? kind of weird in that I don't ever really believe anyone's listening to this. Yeah. Uh, so thank you guys for listening. I really do appreciate it. And um, keep sending us your feedback, letting us mm -hmm. how we can mm -hmm. be better. Or if you have topics that you want us to revisit or talk about in more depth or if whatever, let we us know. Yeah. What? Listen on iTunes, leave rating, reviews, yes, get your friends please. to listen, even if they don't swim, so that they can hate you later after we've bored them for 27 to 42 minutes. Something like that. Um, but let's see. I think that's it for now. Let's end I'm it sorry. There. I'm mentally shot. I got nothing. It sounds like it's a good spot to end. 
I agree. All right. For everyone's sake. As always, Google us at Swimbox to find all the Swimbox information you could possibly ever want in your life. Um, There's so much of it. Get excited to get look excited. at us for a really long time. Um, if you're on Twitter, so are we. If you're on Instagram, we are also on Instagram. Swim underscore box. We are clearly, obviously, on Facebook as well. The Swimbox. Uh, but yeah, Google it. Google Swimbox. You'll find us. And hit us up with any comments. We love hearing from you guys. Yes, please. All right. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye.